What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good morning. Good morning, family God. Welcome back to the Morning Devo. It's your brother, Sam Lopez, a.k.a. DJ Sam Rock, and you're here rocking with me, hanging out with me on this morning session on the Morning Devo. We're to continue the series, Jesus Said What? Because I believe whatever Jesus says, whatever he quoted, is worth finding out about. It's worth investigating the claims, everything that he spoke out of his mouth because he is the living word. I believe it's worth checking out for yourself. Amen. And I think and I know, according to just my uh, what you call it, experience so far doing these studies about the Lord Jesus Christology. Right. I'm doing a study of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm believing that it would change your perspective, change your life change your life on the fact that he spoke a thing and whatever he spoke is amen and it's truth and it's the way and it's the life so here on the 31st i think this is the 31st 31st episode of jesus said what on the morning devo we're going to be talking about matthew chapter 5 where jesus quoted in matthew chapter 5 we're going to take some scriptures from matthew chapter 5 and then develop um and find where and why he quoted such a thing. Amen. A religious teacher would search from among both living and dead masters and teach this way. Check this out. So-and-so says this, but so-and-so says that. Jesus departed from this method and said, but I tell you. See the authority there? So Jesus would say, you heard it said this way. You heard it said that way, but when Jesus, the authoritative God, Jesus, the God man, the living word, the logos says, but I say, now you better listen to what's going on because he's about to let you know that he has authority to say, but I tell you, amen. And that's the name, the subtitle of today's morning Devo on Jesus said what episode number 31 makes me smile because I'm like, wow, we're going places, right? Um, 31 episodes of different quotes and prophecies, messianic prophecies, Jesus quotes. It started from a Jesus quote that I saw. Amen. And from there, I said, we got to get into this. The Holy Spirit confirmed it. So here we are. So thank you for hanging out with me. If this is your first time visiting, I don't believe in any coincidences. So if you're listening or watching right now, um, that's a divine appointment. God has something to say specifically to your life to you yeah you and i believe it amen because he does that to me a lot he'll have a specific word for me um to do in my realm in my world in my sphere of influence he'll have something for me to do and he has something for me to say and i believe on these morning sessions he does that a lot to a lot of people amen if you're honest and you're willing to listen to his word i believe you get something out of this every single time because it's his word it's not what i say is what he says and but when he says something he says but i say amen but i tell you 
get ready. He's going. He's about to drop some truth on you. Amen. So listen, let's go for it. Let's pray. And after we pray, we'll take 60 seconds to share this out with as many people that come to our heart and mind. Is that cool? Father, I thank you so much for that person on the other side of that screen, that person on the other side of this mic. I pray, Lord God, that you would touch their hearts, touch their lives, that, Lord God, that you would be revealed to their hearts and to their minds right now in Jesus' name. Come against any infirmity, any sin, any um, traditional things that they're going through right now, any ancestral curses. We break that by the power of your name in Jesus' name. I break those curses in Jesus' name over their lives and over my life as well. I pray a hedge of protection over us, Lord God, every single person that's connecting now and will connect later, will listen now or watch later. I pray a hedge of protection over their homes, over their households, over their families, over their businesses, over their workplaces, over their school in Jesus' name. And I pray, Lord God, that you speak through me, your vessel, your servant, Lord God. Um, your humble servant, that you would speak to me so that way people who are listening and watching can get a revelation of what you have said and what you have done already. But you're doing something new today in our time, in our lives. So I speak life concerning all things living and I come against anything that tries to bring death to our hearts, to our minds, physically, emotionally, and spiritually in the powerful name of Jesus. I pray this by faith. Amen and amen. So let's go for it. 60 seconds to share this out when we come back. We're going to dive right into Matthew chapter number five. We're going to hit some verses. You'll see it. Um, we'll read it together. And let's see what God is going to do for us today. In Jesus name. Right. I'll be right back. Amen, amen. I share that out to as many people as, boom, as possible in that 60 seconds. It's good to do that because the question is, if you have 60 seconds left to live and um, you knew it was going to be all over, who would you reach out to? Amen. With this message, with the gospel message of the Lord. That's powerful. You could be really someone who changes or helps change someone's destiny by bringing them to the one who has their destiny in his hands. His name is the Lord Jesus. So this is, but I tell you, let's get into it. Matthew chapter five. Uh, let me get this ready for you so you could see if you're watching and you can listen to the scriptures if you're on the podcast. Let's go for it. Let me see. Uh, get this here. All right. Let's go for it. But I tell you, Jesus said what? Jesus said number 31. I can't believe it. Matthew chapter 5. 
quick um, like kind of like background of Matthew chapter 5 what's going on here Jesus is preaching right the crowds were amazed because he taught them as one who had authority remember Jesus was the son of a carpenter he was um, the people he was from the people of the land in other words they weren't really in the scriptures like that from his family's point of view, when they looked at his family, they were in the scriptures like that, according to um, Jewish tradition um, that I read the other day. They was from the people of the land. So when he spoke with such authority, the crowds were amazed because he taught them as one who had authority. So keep that in your mind as we read this. Matthew chapter 5, 38 and 39. You have heard... That it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, there it is. Jesus says, but I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Amen. Now, be careful with this scripture in our days because it's not that. Jesus is saying, listen, let somebody come up to you and smack you. He's telling the people, the crowd, he's relating to their customs, traditions, and he knows what to say and why he said it is according to who his audience was. But he says, but the, the main point of this is, he says, you heard it eye for an eye, tooth for tooth. He was referring to the old covenant, Mosaic law. He was saying, you heard that already. But I say when Jesus says, but I say, he's letting you know he has authority to speak on behalf of God because he is God. And he is the fulfillment of what they have heard, the fulfillment of the law. Verse 39, but I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. So if there's evil people, that means there's godly people. If there's wrong people, that means there are right people. Right? But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. In other words, don't retaliate. Don't worry about it. God will vindicate you. Revenge belongs to the Lord. Jesus claimed to have authority equal to God's. Let's say that again. Jesus claimed to have authority equal to God's. So in those days, no religious teacher would have ever dared to utter these words, but I tell you. Because when they do so, would be to take God's authority on themselves. So when Jesus said, but I tell you, he was taking God's authority on himself. That's why, ladies and gentlemen, so many people were so angry, especially the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes. They were mad. Now, mind you, if you do your due diligence, if you study this out, Jesus was probably closest um, in thinking to the Pharisees. But he had a lot to say to the Pharisees concerning their behavior, their traditions, right? Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. Pharisees believed in the resurrection. I believe one or the other did not believe in angels. The others believed in angels, and so forth. But Jesus had conversations with these religious teachers. Amen. 
as they try to trap them. They try to, and there was different sects, S E C T S, different sects of religious teachers, sects of Pharisees, Sadducees. So there were zealots. There were all kind of people out there. Amen. The people of the land. There were zealots. There were all kind of Hellenists, people from um, Greece. All kind of people. So when Jesus said, but I tell you, he was letting people know, I have authority over all your religious teachings. I have authority over all your idols. I have authority over all your gods, so-called gods. When Jesus says, but I tell you, that's deeper than how we read it in the scripture. Or at least how I read it in the scripture. It's deep. All right? So Jesus claimed to have authority equal to God's authority. He said it right out of his mouth. We can't deny it. Matthew chapter 9, verse number 2. Quick bonus here. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, see, he was looking at the faith of the people who brought this paralytic. Get that? So when you have faith to bring somebody to the feet of Jesus, Jesus is going to look at your faith. He's going to acknowledge your faith. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. Wow. Such authority. He says, take heart, my son. You know, in our culture, we'd be like, you see, Jesus had children. No, he didn't have children. He was letting this paralytic know that. In the spirit, he created this person. So therefore, he's the father talking to his son. Your sins are forgiven. Right there, Jesus claimed to have authority equal to God's. The religious leaders present when he said that were ready to accuse Jesus of blasphemy. These religious leaders knew exactly what Jesus was saying. Today, fast forward to this day, a lot of people didn't understand or don't understand what Jesus was saying. So therefore, they said, Jesus never claimed to be God. You ever heard that? But why is it that we're saying Jesus never claimed to be God in our days when when he originally quoted these things, the religious leaders of his time that were with him, that were present, were ready to accuse Jesus of blasphemy. What was Jesus blaspheming? Well, he was claiming to be equal with God. After all, only God forgives sins, right? Only God. You hear it all the time. Oh, you can't judge me. Only God could judge me. Well, how about this? Jesus shows up and says, I am who I say I am, and I forgive sin. Sins, plural. Only God could forgive sins, right? Jesus claimed to have the same authority as God when he says only on the one he says your sins are forgiven when he says but I say he's saying I have authority and then when he says your sins are forgiven he's claiming to have the same authority as God I hope you can see that I hope you understand that I pray that the spirit of God will reveal this to you because nowadays we're saying oh where in the scripture does it say that Jesus said he was God it's all over the New Testament. The prophets prophesied about it in the Old Covenant. 
and the new te- and the new testament and new covenant is all over the scriptures we're just reading it like english speaking people and we're missing it sometimes but the people of his time knew exactly what he was trying to say knew exactly what they heard and now they were accusing jesus of blasphemy it's all in the scripts man matthew chapter 5 and what was that last one uh, Matthew chapter 9, read it for yourself. The whole chapter, do yourself that solid. Read the scriptures. Please read your word. It's coming a time when the word is going to be tampered so much with, it's going to be so um, tarnished by false teachings that you're not going to know which way is up if you don't get into the word for yourself. Amen. That's what this is basically all about. The secret sauce that I have for you today and every time that we come together is for you to get into the word of God for yourself. Telling you, it will light up your life. It will give you a perspective. It will give you that God consciousness that people in the new age want to call it. But it will give you a direction. It will give you the word will enlighten you. The word will give you wisdom. The word will guide you. Amen. The word of God I've, I've heard testimonies of people who were in cults. I got visitors from my friends from uh, Jehovah's Witness. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. It's yesterday, right? It's usually on a Saturday, but they came yesterday. Cool. Amen. I always open the door. I'm always kind and everything. Um, But I have testimonies of people who came out of there based on reading the Old Covenant, the Ten Commandments. And they realized no one could fulfill the Ten Commandments Except the one Jesus who says that he did not sin, he didn't break any law, but he came to fulfill the law. So it drew people's attention from the Jehovah's Witnesses. I have heard personal testimonies. Amen. And one person I know personally from those testimonies, it drove them to the Lord to investigate the claims of Jesus. And then they got saved, born again and got out of that cult. Um, It is a cult. Got out of that cult. All right. Where were we? Amen. That excites me when I hear people coming from different backgrounds. Amen. And finding the truth in the Lord because of what he spoke. Amen. Out of his mouth. The claims of Jesus. Very worth investigating for yourself. Amen. And um, that way popular opinion just goes away. Popular opinion just goes away. Um, It's all about what God says, right? After all, you don't want you don't really care about what I say. You shouldn't care too much about what I say, but you should really hang on to the word of God because that right there could um, change your destiny. The word of God will change your destiny. I got my light on. Don't know why I didn't have that on. Flashlight and everything. Amen. So what do you think? We have evidence. We have the claims. We have the scriptures. We have eyewitnesses. We have the testimonies. We have the New Testament. We have... Um, the Bible contains more manuscripts and copies of the copies of the copies more than any other world religion out there. If you want to call it a religion, um, it's confirmations or with, with archaeological findings, with uh, 
which is incredible, by the way, how they're unearthing things that line up with the time, the places, the people, the scriptures. Amen. And then they want to refute that. Oh, that's, you know, it's it's not from there. Yes, it is from there. Amen. Finding things under the sea, finding things on mountains. It's incredible how God is revealing things to us to confirm what he already did, what he already spoke. Amen. Through the prophets, through the Psalms, through the law of the prophets, the Psalms. Jesus is the fulfillment of all of that. So Matthew chapter 5, I know we hit Matthew chapter 5 a couple of times already. But Matthew chapter 5, I believe, uh, has a lot to say because I think that's the Sermon on the Mount chapter or in there somewhere. Amen. If I'm not mistaken. But in any case, Jesus would preach. He would say a thing. He would lay down the law because he's the fulfillment of the law. He would speak to the religious people of his time. How many people know religious people? Some people think I'm a religious person. Yesterday, um, yeah, it was yesterday or the day before. And it, it kind of bothers me. I have to change some things, I guess, in my life. Because I remember she echoed something my son said years ago. Dad, you never laugh. She said, this is the first time I saw you laughing. And I'm like, really? I looked at my wife and said, I don't laugh? I said, as a matter of fact, I joke so much that people say, you're not funny. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'm going to have to start laughing a little bit more in my home, amen, in front of my daughters. Because uh, I, I am, I am um, concentrating sometimes when she talks to me. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, amen. Sometimes I guess I have to stop thinking and let her into my world because... I'm always thinking about ways to reach people with the gospel message. So I'm literally looking sometimes at a blank screen because I'm deep in thought. And then she would come talk about her Roblox game or whatever. And, um, you know, I guess I got to start laughing more. So pray for me that laughter will enter into me. Amen. And I'll start laughing uh, amongst my kids. So that way this won't be a repeat of what my son said, son said years ago. So well, I always think, I always say when there's two witnesses saying the same thing, then it's about um, me. It's not that they're both wrong. It's about me. Amen. I think my wife didn't say anything. So I guess that confirms that maybe I don't laugh enough or maybe I'm too serious. And I just never, never thought I was a religious person like that or a serious person. I always thought I was like smiling a lot. <laughs> maybe that's just my inside, the spirit of God smiling through me. Amen. But maybe I have to physically do that. Amen. See how I think I'm sharing my thoughts with you openly in front of the camera and um, through the mic. Amen. So Jesus said what? Episode number 31. When we see when Jesus spoke, the religious teachers of his time did not like what he was saying because he was claiming to be equal with the one true living, holy, righteous God, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Amen. And Jesus would say, you know, talk about the burning bush, Moses. He says, before that happened, before Moses, before the prophets, he says, I am. Jesus would claim to be God. And we're going around in our culture saying he never claimed to be God because we're not understanding. It's like, I'm not Chinese, but I eat Chinese food. And some people say it's not even authentic Chinese food, but I've been to authentic Chinese restaurants. And I go in an authentic Chinese restaurant and I order the same things or similar things to what I will order from a takeout Chinese restaurant. And you know what the authentic restaurants would always tell me? It says, that's not a traditional Chinese order that you're making. We don't make that. 
that's an American thing. So in other words, I came with an American concept of this Chinese food, and they're saying the real Chinese, they don't eat that. That's an American idea. And the only reason why they make it is because the Americans ask for it. They don't eat that. So therefore, same with the scriptures. We're trying to eat up the word of God with an American viewpoint and not realizing or forgetting to realize that the scriptures were were, um, written in the New Testament Greek, a little bit of Aramaic, and it's old Kone Greek, they call it. And in the old covenant, it's Hebrew. Amen. And some dialects in there as well. And we're looking at it as a transliteration and we're putting our ideas on top of the Bible. That's why people are going around saying that God is immoral because look what he did in the old covenant because they're reading it with an English perspective and an English understanding because they're looking at a translation that was transliterated. Amen. To make it make sense to us. But it makes more sense. Have you ever met a messianic Jew, a messianic Jew is a, a Jewish person uh, that knows that is revealed to them that Jesus is their Messiah. They know this word clearly because they read it in their original language. When you meet one of them, you were like, wow, uh, I never knew that meant that. And they're reading the same scriptures we read over and over again. So I'm just letting you know that we need to be careful with our reading of the scriptures and we're Americanizing it. Just like this whole American gospel, right? Just like this whole, um, you know, this whole thing about patriotism in the gospel. And we're reading it according to how we want to read it. But if you're honest and if you do your due diligence and you do your Bible studies and your word studies, you're going to realize, wait a minute, this, is, this was a different culture. This was a different people. Uh, this was a different reading of different writing. Amen? So... It's worth investigating the claims or what Jesus quoted. So that way it would take you to the original right point that Jesus was making. I think it's always good to do that. So that way, you know, you can get a good, a better understanding. Amen. Of course, be under good teaching, be under good preaching. Go to a a fellowship, a house of worship that they preach Jesus Christ crucified and resurrected. Amen. That they have Holy Spirit Build leadership, amen, and then you will get uh, this sauce that we get on these morning devos, amen. It will become clear to you that what Jesus is saying, that what he said, amen, is true. And it makes sense to how he said it and who he said it to. It will make sense. It will make more sense that way than looking at it and then judging what Jesus said or what the Word of God says based on our way of thinking. The Bible is clear. Did we forget the scripture that his ways are not like our ways and his thoughts are not like our thoughts? Don't forget that. So that way, when we read, we'll have more respect for the word. Amen. We'll understand a better understanding of how it was written and why Jesus said a thing. So every single time that you see in the scripture that Jesus says, but I tell you, he's claiming authority. He's claiming to be equal with the word of God because he is the God of the word. He's the living word. Amen. So when Jesus says, but I tell you, he, he was shocking the crowds. The crowds were amazed by his authoritative teaching. They were like, wait a minute. Isn't he the son of Joseph, the son of Mary? 
How can he notice? Remember the story? They were on the road to somewhere and Jesus left. They didn't even know he was gone, I think, until a day later or two days later. And where did they find him? They found him at 12 years old in the synagogue teaching the people in the synagogue who were twice, three times older than him, the scriptures. And they were amazed by his understanding of the word of God. Why would that be? Because he is the living word of God. And then, of course, his parents say, why did you leave? Why did you run away? He says, didn't you know? I'm paraphrasing. You got to read it for yourself. The story of when Jesus um, left his family to go preach. He was 12 years old in the synagogues. And he said, didn't, didn't you know or wouldn't you think that I'd be in my father's house? Amen. Preaching the word. Because he came with the kingdom of God. The message of the gospel. Amen. To spread the message of the kingdom um, to this world. So Jesus, the living, life-breathing word, came to a dying world to redeem us. Not to condemn us. Not to destroy us like some people think. Oh, God is just up there waiting for me to sin. And once I sin, he's going to give me the hammer, the Thor hammer, and then he's going to be done with me. That's not true. Let's not mix up Greek mythology with the Gospels. I know a lot of people like to do that. Oh, you're God. You know, like Zeus, like this person, like that person, and they throw Jesus in there. In the same sentence, very ignorant and very disrespectful. Jesus is not claiming to be Zeus. I know the smart people who are smarter than me says, Jesus is a spinoff of Zeus. In the Greek times, they, and then they go through this whole tangent, and they go down this rabbit hole that leads to nowhere. But Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. What does that mean to a smart person? And to a person who's uneducated, amen, it means the same thing. It should mean the same thing. There's no other way to the Father except through Jesus. So when Jesus claims, and he says a thing, he quotes a thing, amen, it's worth finding about, about it, finding out about it. That's all I'm saying, amen. Go to the Word because he's living he lived the word perfectly. He's the perfect example, the perfect reflection of an invisible God. Jesus stepped on the scene, fulfilled prophecies. Some of them that we spoke about the other day, a thousand years before Jesus stepped on the scene, the King David, amen, in the Psalms was talking about Jesus. Prophetic utterances all through the old covenant pointing at the Messiah. And then he shows up fulfilling prophecy, fulfilling the scriptures, fulfilling the law and prophets and the Psalms. Come on. Who else could Jesus be but the Lord, but the Savior? So when he says, but I tell you, he's letting everybody know that he has the same authority as God. Why? Because he's the son, the only begotten son of God. He wasn't created by God the Father. He was sent by God the Father. He was sent really by him by his own authority, amen, to this world that he wanted to redeem and to show us an example of righteousness, holiness, grace, mercy, and offer, offer us salvation through what he did on the cross, forgiving us on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. So a lot of us don't know what we're doing right now. But God is able to forgive you through the Lord Jesus. And once you're forgiven, this is the beautiful part of the gospel. Once you're forgiven, you can forgive yourself now because Jesus forgave you. And not only that, 
Now you repent it. You stop what you were doing and you turn to the one who knows how to get things done in your life and in my life. Now you have Holy Spirit God living, dwelling, alive inside of you. And that Holy Spirit, he, Holy Spirit God, will lead you into all truth. You won't be in the lies no more. He will take you out of the dark. You won't be in the dark no more. Amen. He will free you from the bondage of sin. You're no longer bound to sin anymore. This is all good news. Amen. But the bad news about the good news is that if you reject all of that, what I just said, and you do your own thing, you won't be in a position of being um, put in a place of the kingdom. You'll be in a position of putting yourself in a place of hell. And why would you, you know, switch it up? Why wouldn't you want to know more about heaven so that way you could get out of this whole hell that you're in right now that you're facing? Right. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I'm suggesting I'm pleading with you. Go to God. Amen. Go to the God of heaven and earth. Go to the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Go to the God of the Israelites. Go to the God of the Christians. He will give you rest. He will heal you. He will save you. He will transform you because of what he has done already. Thousands of years ago, right? Some people say that if Jesus at the cross or if Jesus' birth meant zero, meant zero on the calendar, then we would have to wait to 2020, um, 2033 for it to be 2,000 years since Christ did what he did. You know, that's for the theologians to discuss. Amen. But I think it's interesting because I know I've heard it all a lot that people say over 2000 years ago. And a lot of other theologians and mathematicians say um, we have to wait to 2033 to say it was 2000 years ago. Anyway, that's the side thing. Amen. So I hope you get something out of it. Read Matthew chapter five, Matthew chapter nine. Amen. The whole thing for yourself to see why Jesus said a thing, how he spoke a thing. He has all authority. Amen. He has the power to change your life. He's already changed my life and he continues to do it. So God bless you all. God keep you all. And remember always that God, God is perfect and he's good. Peace.